a destruction, a devastation, an annihilation, a dismantling, exterminating, marauding, mutilating, smashing, vaporizing of Tennessee. Yeah, I just went down the thesaurus, but those are all perfect words to describe what Alabama did to the volunteers, and that, my friends, might have been the most satisfying victory I've seen in a very long time. You're listening to Pats Interference, where we are going to break this game down, talk about the nation, talk about the playoffs, but most importantly, talk about the 49-10 victory over the Tennessee Volunteers. Don't go away. It's going to be a lot of fun. How's it going, everybody? Year 2, episode 16 of Pat's Interference. Going to do sort of the old format again this week. Just not a ton to talk about. And Patrick and I, to be quite honest, we're, we're pretty busy. We're pretty busy. Very busy. Very busy. Patrick, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. There's just this huge, you know, we got all this stuff we got going. There's this pressure because we have all the stuff, you know, our day jobs. And then we have to come back and produce for what has now become, and thanks to the people that listen, the most uh, listened to podcast on iTunes. I think, so yeah, I it's think a lot in of the pressure. World. Uh, I think yeah. our, I think our listener count last week was up to twenty seven and a half million. I if think I'm not so. Twenty seven and a quarter around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you, thank you to the millions that are listening, um, and uh, we're going to, you know, of course, continue to grow. Uh, and, yeah, and because yeah. we're the best podcast on iTunes. No, of course. Um, that was stupid that I said all that, but you know, <laughs> I'm good. It's okay. People don't know. you got to fake it till you make it at some point. But seriously, thank you for listening. This is Pat's Interference, a weekly college football podcast. Usually we do two episodes, one focused on Alabama, one focused on the nation. But tonight we're doing one big combined episode in the format that we used to do. just makes a little bit more sense to do that tonight since it is 1.08 a.m. at my time and a little past midnight your time. Uh, Patrick... <laughs> oh... Alabama beats Tennessee 49 to 10. Ha 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 ha. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. My heart just can't take that much happiness. It was fantastic. It, it was. Oh my god. It was, oh, it was like such a such a dominant effort. It was dominant. like one bad quarter. The second quarter was not good. The rest of the game was fantastic. Yeah, I w- the second quarter was fine. I mean, we scored two touchdowns in that quarter. Nah, That's what one. I mean. It's like it was the bad quarter. We still scored two touchdowns. Yeah, maybe one. But we still had points in that quarter. We left some on the board, and Adam Griffith missed a field goal. We had fumbles. But that's not even – and here's the funny thing is we were, like, angry at the game. You know how was, mad we – remember how mad we were going into halftime? I, I texted you at halftime, and I said, I am so effing mad right now. <laughs> and it was – it's just by the end of the game, we both looked silly for being as mad as we were because the game – our game felt, planning for this game, it's the best game plan we've come into with a, for a game in forever. Uh, really? Maybe maybe Michigan State was better last year. Uh, yeah. This year, I think it was the best game plan we've had coming Absolutely. Up. Absolutely. I mean, we, Did you say this year? I'm sorry. I, I said in a while, but um, oh, okay. there was there was a drive. My uh, 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 there was a drive where we ran the ball to the right side, right off of Jonah Williams, four plays in a row, four straight first downs. It was amazing. Yep. Of course, then we followed up that drive with three straight passes in Tennessee territory and a sack fumble. That was the one bad drive that really the only bad taste that's been left in my mouth from that game. But I don't even want to focus on that because we beat Tennessee forty nine ten. <laughs> hey, shout out to Kyle yeah. though. We were up fourteen to seven after the sack fumble, and Kyle Flannery told me that he still thought we were going to lose that game. Oh, baby Kyle, well, <laughs> when when will you learn? When when will you learn? He still thinks that Alabama's bad at football. Can you believe that? He has he has so much life ahead. No, of we him. we do we do genuinely have a friend though that he he. Still, all no matter what happens, since he was a freshman at Alabama, which was after the 09 season, we had one national championship under our belt. No matter what happens, he thinks that Alabama is an overrated program. And he will always do it. He always roots against me, even though he's an Alabama student for four years. He's that he's guy. Just, he's just, he's he's got so much life ahead of him. He's got so much growing to do. And I, I just can't wait to see where he goes in a couple of years. Okay, I, I wanted to start off this discussion about the game. We usually start off talking about offense first, then defense. I wanted to start this one off talking about defense because, man, were they good. 
They they looked fantastic. I mean, from the first drive, Tim Williams was in the backfield, uh, and it was just I don't think Dobbs had more than three seconds to throw the entire game. 162 total yards, I think we gave up, if I remember it correctly, off the top of my head as I pull up the box score. 162 to 5-something. That's how much we outgained them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wasn't really even that close. Um, I mean, I, I can think of... Alvin Kamara really was sort of the shining factor for Tennessee in that game. In but that opinion. was all on returns. He only had five rushes for 21 yards. His good plays that, were the, on punt returns. I will say this. Tennessee's return game is dangerous. They are. Hurd averaged five yards a carry. I don't know why they didn't run him more often. He had a 29-yard run there. I, I don't think he game. was 100%. Yeah, he had 18 runs, 92 yards. They should have fed him more. Josh Dobbs, if you don't count his sacks, I believe. Wolf. 16 carries, 19 yards? Yeah. If you count his sacks, 16 carries minus 100 yards, yeah. Um, Or negative 100 yards, I should say. But, yeah, and then defensive backs played great again. Another another just great performance from the defensive backs. Um, Dobbs really had no open receivers that I can remember for most of the game. Uh, A couple plays here and there, a couple screens, a couple slant routes that maybe they wiggled free, but nothing that was – you know, Dobbs rears back to toss it, and I'm thinking, oh, oh crap, here we go. Here, I'm sitting here talking. I pulled up – I'm an idiot. I pulled up last year's game. Wow. <laughs> All right, let me go back and look at the rushing yards because that made no sense to me. I was like, I don't remember him having 92 yards in this game. <laughs> I look like an idiot. That's oh, boy. Okay. Alvin Kamara, eight rushes, 21 yards. Jalen Hurd, 13 rushes for 28. None I was about to say. None of it uh, made sense. Yeah, no, no, it didn't. But that's okay. It's our podcast. We can do what we want to. Oh, um, what were Dobbs statistics? Uh, Dobbs was – what got me there is I was looking at his passing yards. I said, no, he had an interception because it said zero, and we had one. Uh, he was 16 of 27, 92 yards. Can you remind me who got that interception? It was Ronnie Harrison, Ronnie right? Harrison. Ronnie Harrison is, is a deadly player. Ronnie Harrison, Marlon Humphrey, and Mika Fitzpatrick would, would be defensive stars on any other team in the country. I saw they this, would they I, would be the guy. I saw this stat today. Actually, two stats I'm going to give you. Every fumble that we've recovered this year has gone for a touchdown. Every oh player God. that has an interception on our team has a pick six. I saw a conversation the other day. This is not really that similar, but I know I'll forget it if I don't say it now where guys were talking about they wanted to do an SEC All-Star game versus Alabama. But someone said, even if we took all the five stars in the conference, we still wouldn't have the amount of five stars that Alabama would be able to put on the field. And the guy under that just commented and put, shit. (laughs) It's true, though. It probably is true. It was fantastic. But anyway, back to the game. Uh, Defense, anything you want to say there? there's so much to say. I will. I think we had. Who would you say to this point? Who would you say is the quarterback of that defense? The quarterback of that defense. Um, I think it's. Well, I feel like it's a stereotype to say Reuben Foster, but I think he has been uh, all around our best defensive player this year. Not best defensive player. I'm talking about who is the one that's barking out signals. Ooh. Probably maybe Eddie Jackson. Yes, it is. I would say it's that, probably Eddie that Jackson. Is, that is the correct answer. Well, there you, you go. Win. Thanks. Because I, I really I, – I think it is Eddie Jackson. It's either he or Tim Williams. I feel um, like that was my – that was a test and you passed moment. And you passed, yes. But no, and I, I think that Tim Williams – I'm not sure if he plays enough downs to do it. Eddie Jackson is in every single play. I mean every single play. He made the first tackle of the game the other day. Um – and I think he's a guy that's really developed uh, not only as an athlete, but developed with sort of the mindset for football. And that's something that's very exciting for me to see. You know how much I love Cyrus Jones and Eddie Jackson together last year. And I love defensive backs with chips on their shoulder. And I don't think there's a bigger chip on anyone's shoulder than there is Eddie Jackson. Had a conversation with somebody today at work. Has Eddie, has Eddie Jackson surpassed Mark Barron career-wise? No. Really? No. I feel like Eddie Jackson has caused so much more havoc back there 
Mark uh, Barron was a solid player, I'd say, for three years, which is good. Eddie Jack, but Eddie Jackson's been a very good player now for two. They, I have never seen Eddie Jackson make a tackle and thought, "Oh my gosh, that person's not going to be alive tomorrow." And I remember Mark Barron would do that once every other game. You got to so, remember, Mark Barron almost killed Jordan Rogers one day. I do remember that. I do remember that. That that future that, future Bachelorette winner, Jordan Rogers, mind you. Bachelor. No, no, it was Bachelorette. Sorry. How could I do that to JoJo? <laughs> I'm so disappointed and excited at the same time that you know these things that I don't really know what to say to you, so we're going to move on from this. But no, I don't think that Eddie Jackson has surpassed Mark Barron in the slightest. I think we're. I think it's not an unfair conversation to have, though. Because... Uh... I, I gotta I gotta wait and see the rest of the year. You know, Mark as I, as was I think always about it, a safety. Very good. He he was always good. He was always solid. He made but he did and you he always Eddie Jackson makes more explosive plays. And that was that's the conversation that's I've I kind of been having in my head about our defense um this year, comparing it to maybe the twenty eleven one. I still am not gonna say that they're better than twenty eleven, but they are much better at the havoc and the explosive plays and the chaos. Getting in the backfield. Getting in the back. Yeah, way better pass rush. Exponentially yeah. better pass rush. Um, it's, our pass rush is better than it was last year, and I haven't seen a pass rush like this in college football maybe ever. And so it's just – I still think that one was better – 2011 was better from a – what – I don't know how to explain it. From a fundamental standpoint maybe, from from a um, – from a – consistency standpoint from a discipline standpoint but it's just in today's college football the way that offenses are run now i can't say that i wouldn't maybe rather have ours this year because we're getting so many points from them it's just so quick you know they were showing to an offense with a true freshman starter at quarterback cbs was showing those highlights from the trevor knight oklahoma game and someone tweeted it and i thought oh my god they're right because I was, I was getting, not nervous, but I was just getting that sick to my stomach feel. And I just thought, good lord, I hope he doesn't do that again. That defense looks nothing like this defense. No, no. If you go back and watch that game, that defense is overweight. They are slow. They're huge. And they could lay, I mean, they could lay people out. But it's just two completely different defenses, Patrick. Oh, I, you know, I think, I mean, we can just compare... Th- you know, I think Eddie Jackson is better than Landon Collins. I think that Ooh. Ruben Foster as a senior is better than um, than Raglan was, which he would have been a sophomore that season. Um, and I think Mosley had, had already left, so maybe there was someone else there. Um, all of our front seven, I think, is essentially better. Um, our best, maybe our best front line. Pl- I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at some of those positions. I think the corners are better. You you said ooh when I said that Jackson's better than Landon Collins. I don't think I, that's a question. I, I just I don't I don't see I don't know. I think he's better at ball hawking. I don't think he's better at tackling in the slightest. I think one on one tackles. I don't think Eddie Jackson makes. I would one-on-one. always rather have Eddie Jackson. Way than better. Than Landon coverage. Collins. So much better in coverage. A lot better in coverage, but that's what I'm saying is they're better at two different things. Yeah. One on one on one tackling. I'm not taking Eddie Jackson ever. I but I'd rather have a safety over that Landon can cover. Collins and Mark Barron. No, 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 no. But I well, Mark Barron was very good in coverage. I think Mark Barron was a complete safety at Alabama. Um, I I need I need myself a strong safety or a free safety that's not going to get beat deep. And that you know, remember Sammy Coates? Holy cow, man! Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he's yeah. on my fantasy team. He's on the tro- <laughs> he's on the chopping block right now because. To be quite honest with you, I had forgot. I was like, Sammy Coates, why do I know that name? Oh, whatever. I'll just put him on my bench. And then I remembered why I remembered that name. And now he's on the chopping block. I mean, we got tacklers all over that field. When I can have a dude that's going to get a pick and return it for a touchdown, plus the way he returns punts, got to keep Jackson. I, I, I can't believe you're going over Landon Collins. I love Landon Collins because he was one of the players that I knew personally. But he'd have to listen to our podcast. A co-worker of mine, Landon Collins. A co-worker of, yeah, Landon Collins. But, you know, Landon was, was, was good for what he, you know, it, it, during that era. But, um, I mean, Eddie Jackson wow. for two years now has been the most explosive defensive back in college football. 
How many how many interceptions does he return for touchdowns? Four, maybe. Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had one. Oh, I can't. There's no way. Yeah, I can yeah. Get I'm him. just I'm just guesstimating. But I remember George. I remember uh, you know a couple games this year. Texas A&M last year. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, fantastic. He's got a lot. Kent. Uh, was it Kent State this year? He had one. We're way off topic, dude. On this Tennessee game. Old Missy had one. Listen to us reminisce. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's he's got a ton. He's got two this year, three three this year already. He was on pace to break a record last year. He had so many. Uh, anyway, so are, anything else you want to say about our defense against Tennessee? Uh, no, no. no. Uh, three total sacks. It seemed like we had more, but really, we just once once they we. The, the, it was just the amount of quarterback hurries. Yeah, oh, a lot of hurries. Uh, we had a lot of hurries. A lot of hurries. Anyway, uh, moving on to the offense. Finally getting Jalen Hurts consistently in the running game, and I love it. He what do first, I tell uh, you every his first single long week? Touchdown run. If I could have my perfect football scenario, scenario, what would it be? We win. 50-something runs a game. We had 49 total. Hmm, how about that? And we win 49-10. to 10. We had 27, 56, sorry, not 56, um, 76 total plays. That's a lot. 76 total plays. Go back through, look at the games that have been close for Alabama since Lane Kiffin has been there. Look at the ratio of pass to run, and then look at this past Saturday. And yeah, tell me that, that can say that can say a there. lot of things, but yeah, you're 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 on something. You're onto something there for sure. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, 132 yards rushing, three touchdowns, is his second highest career high. He had 146 against um, Ole Miss, uh, but he had a 45-yard touchdown run, which was very impressive when he hit the corner. Um, Bo Scarborough had an 85-yard touchdown run. I really like to see that. He got chewed out for his celebration. I don't want to talk too much about that. Damian Harris, very solid. Joshua Jacobs, six yards a pop. B.J. Emmons came in toward the end and ran well. Ardair Stewart with a 29-yard touchdown run. Um, very good Gary day. 438-yard rushing. I want, I want to bring up that Ardarius Stewart reverse touchdown because Garrick Dieter put, engaged in a block at the 22-yard line and put his man out of bounds at the nine. Was that him? I thought it was Jonah Williams. Was it Dieter? It was, it was Dieter. Really? It was Dieter. I just saw a white guy pushing to do that out of bounds. I assumed it was Jonah Williams. That it is awesome. It was Garrick Dieter engaging at the – for those of you keeping track at home, that's 13 yards down the field and then out of bounds on a block. He held the block for nearly six seconds. I saw ESPN do something on it, but it was on mute, so I didn't hear them say. But, you know, they did a little timer. And yeah, they put the little red circle around him. It was about a, it was about five point seven seconds he blocked the dude. That's unbelievable. It That's unbelievable. Him. So, so that was a great receiver. touchdown. Um, Padre, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask it. I don't want to spend too much more time on the offense because it was, I mean, it was an explosion. Drawn or drawn. Joshua Jacobs and uh, Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough, all three guys playing fantastic football right 438 now. yards rushing 8.9 yards a carry you're not going to beat us ever if we do that let me ask you something yeah we heard all season this is tennessee's year this is the year that okay maybe maybe we don't make it to the playoffs but we're definitely not going to lose to florida and we're probably going to beat alabama we get alabama at home after they play arkansas after we can get some momentum with some SEC wins, all they're losing on their defense, true freshman quarterback or Cooper Bateman, whatever they, you know, depending on when we were talking about this. And then, even after the loss, they are still talking about, okay, we can we can win this, we can win this. We're at home, we're at home. I heard it from every Tennessee fan I've ever met in my entire life. Y'all better look out for the third Saturday in October. It's in Knoxville this year. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it. That's why I kept saying, okay, all right, okay. Well, we'll see, man. All right, man, I guess we'll see. I guess we saw, because it's 49-10. to 10. You guys had one touchdown. Every that we single, gave you, that we gifted you. Every single touchdown that was scored in that game was scored by either an ex-Alabama player or an Alabama player. <laughs> That's good. That's a good stat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But no, this is your year. You're definitely going to do it. So, Patrick, my question to you is, 
what is it going to take for Tennessee to beat Alabama? Because I don't see it happening next year in Tuscaloosa. I'm not sure it'll happen the year after, after they lose so much on defense. Um, What's it going to take? An honest answer. An honest answer. And aside from the obvious, Nick Saban needs to leave. I'm not going to, you know, I'll try to think beyond that, that Thank you, uh, lazy answer. That's what answer. everyone says. And that's a lazy that's answer. A cop out. Um, I will go beyond that. I will go. They will need to vastly, vastly improve their front seven within the next couple of years, or they will need a trend. And they had a lot of injuries. I think if, if you know, they, they've had 11 players that have started a game or something like that. Out. That's already that's already the excuse I've heard. Well, we yeah. had a lot of players injured. Well, it was the referees. It's but the, I don't, those, 11, those 11 players did not amount to 39 points in this game. Um, might have been closer, but I, I still don't think there was a world where we lose this even. Okay, so they're going to need to vastly improve their, their run defense. You know, we gashed them all day. Or they will need to get a transcendent, a transcendent talent at quarterback. A Cam Newton, if you will. That's a and lot Johnny of Manziel. stuff. That's, that's a what lot. you need. That's that's the that's the formula. You gotta you gotta be able to shut down our run game, force us to throw, and force us into turnovers, which they didn't shut down our run game, so we're not gonna have turnovers. Or you need a Cam Newton or a Johnny Manziel. Essentially, yeah, a I just winner. that's just a lot. Yeah, it is because they're not gonna out recruit us. They're not gonna out coach us. I don't. I I'm not super. It's funny. And the the um the the cockiness for this game was at an all time high after they beat Florida after they stormed back against Florida and we had a week prior flirted with death against Ole Miss, um that was when they really felt like they were going to be able to run it to us. Um, I just I never been impressed with their coach. I mean he's fine. He's okay. He's very good at motivating players, and that's good. That's a good thing to have. But he was out coached on Saturday, and just we're gonna keep out. We're gonna always have more talent than them. I just, I, I just after Saturday, I just don't, I don't know because I, I've this was told you year. all year if they're going to do it, if they're going to beat Alabama, it's going to be the season. I because said it over and over again. They had Dobbs at quarterback. They had the defense, the Barnett, the Hurd. All the things were there. This was the, the third year essentially. These course. guys. They've got a great core receiver. Essentially, this was year three of a three-year rebuild uh, with all these guys. This was the year, and then they got us at home. Um, and, yeah, you know, this this would have been it. Cause next year they got to go to Bryant Denny. Jalen Hurts is only going to get better, and the offense is only going to continue to improve around him as our running backs get older. Uh, we got some very good young offensive linemen, and we were not going anywhere. We're, I'm not seeing a down year in sight because – while our defense is going to get a little bit worse over the next couple of years, our offense is going to get better. Kind of like, you know, how it was in, around the 2013 years? Yes. 2013, 2014. Lost a lot of the dominant defensive players, but then the offense rose to the occasion. And it's going to be this flux as long as Nick Saban's there. I like how you're kind of giggling while you say that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun to think about. It's fun, you know. 2014 was a special year for a lot of reasons, and even though we didn't win the national championship, I loved that offense. So do you think that Tennessee ever beats Alabama or ever beats Saban no, at Alabama? I, I, I just I don't. I mean, if he stays for another twenty years, yeah, probably somewhere in there. If he if he coaches in, to his eighties, um, but I see him lasting or leaving in maybe five more years, five to eight more years. I'd say three to five is better. <sighs> I'm is a, is, a, is a more accurate. I, I think Coach Saban soon, wants dude. to spend time with his family more than people think. Yeah, I do too, but three is too soon. I don't like three being in there. Uh, a guy at the bank. Shout out to uh, – his name was Andrew at Wells Fargo in Franklin, Tennessee, who told me, and I quote, Coach Saban looks bored over there on the sideline. Wouldn't be surprised if he went to the NFL next season. <laughs> okay, bud. Go ahead and give me my deposited check, and I'll I'll, I'll get out of here. I just, I, I, there's just no response to that. There there isn't. I just my my dad was with me, and we just we smiled and nodded and just walked out. Because what else are you gonna say? Hey, another top ten matchup this week, by the way. At Alabama, home. Texas A and M. At home, good, good to come home. I love watching games in Bryant. Denny. Top six, top, top six, six, yeah, one v six. 
it's, you know, like I said, I, I'll start this conversation off by saying what I said earlier. The defense that Trevor Knight saw from Alabama at the Sugar Bowl when he was at Oklahoma is very different to the defense he's going to see on Saturday. Not only that, but remember how unmotivated, and, you know, I hate to make excuses, but remember how unmotivated that team was against yes. Oklahoma? Saban only said it to the press, what, 50 times in so many ways? He tried to say it because he was trying to he was trying to tell the, the press that his team was not motivated without throwing his team under the bus, and so he right. kept saying that, you know, the NFL was a distraction to them. They weren't motivated for that game. They were not, no. Especially when we jumped up to, what, a 14 to nothing lead and then just kind of rested. Yes. You know, it looked like that. It looked like we were going to blow them out of the water. Anyway. Sunny skies Saturday, 72 degrees. Beautiful fall afternoon in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Patrick, what are some matchups you're looking for in this game? Um, I mean, uh, very similar to last week, the Cam Robinson slash uh, Jonah Williams versus Miles Garrett, who should be much healthier after a bye week in this game. Um, but another one is, and Nick Saban said this this week, uh, Williams, is it Williams? The, the running back they have. Yes. I'm forgetting his name right now. The true freshman. Saban said he's, he's probably the best running back we'll have faced this season. He's, he's very, very shifty. Yeah, very a, a more unique very, kind very of running shifty. back that we have. And we don't miss a lot of tackles. This defense hasn't been missing a lot of tackles. But this is the kind of running back that if we're going to, um, he'll, he, he might be able to cause us to, to over-pursue and miss some tackles. I could see it happening. I'm just not sure. But I'm, you know, that's just I'm not sure point. anyone can really run the football successfully against Alabama. I don't either. Um, but I will be looking to see how we handle a different style running back and then just, you know, got to keep Jalen Hurts upright, which I read. All right, you know how much we hate the, the, the bubble screens and the wide receiver screens? Yes. I read an article about it. That made me really actually think critically about it. And the, Don't do the this. Reason, well, the reason they use them is with a team, when they start to get – we always do it when they start to get in our backfield a little bit because – and it, we only do it because we're doing it a lot. We were at least at one point doing it a lot more than we were last year. And it's because of Jalen Hurts. The when, when they get into the backfield, we run those to counteract that so they have to um, – respect the perimeter more because otherwise we'll just hit him with Calvin Ridley around the edge so if they start over pursuing and coming right at the running back and quarterback we'll just hit him with that and get eight yards on that then once they start respecting the perimeter that's when Jalen Hurst but hurts busts a 20-yard run so it's kind of kind of a guessing game I don't know anyway that was just something I thought I'd bring up the next time we complain about it for me for me we to didn't match- score a touchdown off of a wide receiver run for me, Last the matchups week. that are going to be important during this game are the receiving core from Texas A&M v. Eddie Jackson, Minka Fitzpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Ronnie Harrison. Good God. Good God, that defensive backfield. But then you look at these receivers, Josh Reynolds, Christian Kirk, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jeremy, T- uh, how do you pronounce that, Tobayu, I believe, uh, Speedy Noel. I haven't even gotten to Speedy Noel yet. One of the great names in the SEC this year. Someone asked Saban, um, how are we going to defend these taller receivers? And he said, I don't know, Take get taller pills? <laughs> that sounds like a very Saban response of, I'm sick of your shit and don't want to answer your dumb questions anymore. Uh, but I think that's going to be a key matchup. I that really is, do. That I actually, think, that, I, I like that. I like that matchup. Eddie Jackson's got to mind his P's and Q's and not get lulled to sleep back in the defensive backfield just to make sure that nobody goes over the top. Josh Reynolds is maybe the most underrated player in the SEC. Hot takes. He's so good. He's Yet very he good. He gets lost under the five stars on the team. Very, very that. talented skill positions for Texas A&M. Not so talented offensive line. And I- with an Alabama pass rush looking the way they did on Saturday, that's bad news if your name's Trevor Knight. Now, granted, Texas A&M has had a week off to prepare for this game. Your next topic on here is X-Factors. That's an X-Factor. For me, that's an X-Factor. You're going in with the... You've got two weeks... You've got a week of rest. You've got two weeks of prep. You need to go and execute your plan if you're Texas A&M. Well, I think we're going to see a very scripted first couple possessions from A&M. And they might be very successful. 
they've yeah. had long enough to do it. Uh, when they, a lot of teams have these little scripted plays. I mean, remember even Kentucky broke off a long gain and Kent State broke off a long gain on their first couple drives because teams have all this time to, to game plan or they spend that much time game planning for us. It's really in that second, third, fourth quarter that we start to suffocate teams. Yeah. But yeah. the, rest, and I'm not... the rest is going to be a big factor. It was huge just in getting a healthy Miles Garrett back. He's been about 70% most of the year. Still was great against Tennessee. Looked fantastic. Looked really, really strong. But I'm just not I'm not sold on this offensive line for Texas A&M. They look weak. Tennessee got in the backfield multiple times a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're going to have to run a pretty perfect game plan. I think this is going to be one of those games where Alabama can't panic if they get down by 10. Okay. Early. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump out here. Their defense, I was impressed with it early in the year. I watched the Tennessee game and co- just changed my mind. Because that, especially the second half of that game, they're not good tacklers. I mean, and, and with we run similar sets to Tennessee in that, you know, we're going to get the ball in space to our wide receivers, a lot of, lot of bubble screens like Tennessee does. I swear... Remember when they punched the ball out toward the end of, end zone toward the end of the game and uh, Tennessee had about a minute 11 to come back and score? Right. They just screened through screens down the field. I mean, it's like they forgot how to defend them. And they, yeah. they I think I read that they missed 31 tackles in that game, and up to that point Alabama had missed 24 all season. I, I Yeah. I mean, it's just... I'm not super th- concerned. I'm more concerned for LSU. And almost I'm, as concerned for Auburn as I am for a and Just, I think we, I, I just, stop, we have this game at stop, home. Stop doing this. Why are you doing this? You're, you're concerned for Auburn? No, I just said near, like. Come on, I think, Patrick. I think you're, you're, mishe- Patrick. you're completely mishearing me right now. Texas A&M is ranked six in the country and you're as worried about a team whose quarterback uh, do they even have one right now? Who's their quarterback? Is it Sean White finally? Did we decide it's going to be Sean White, Auburn? I said, Are we back on the Gus bus? I said nearly. Come on, man. You're better than this. You're creating drama where there's not drama here. No, you're misspeaking and it's pissing me off. Pick, <laughs> pick better words. I think Auburn's defense is better. Than Texas A&M's defense? I think it is. You're crazy. I'm sorry, I think you're crazy. Um anyway. I'm just not I'm not super concerned for the game this weekend, knock on wood, I suppose. What are your score predictions for this game? Or score prediction, I should say. Forty two seventeen. I'm gonna go thirty four twenty one. I've predicted like a two score win like against every kind of good team we've played and every time we blow them out of the water i i i said 42 21 last week so i've got no room to talk i can't believe i thought that tennessee was going to score 21 points that's the thing is i keep giving other teams ever since Ole miss scored a bunch on us i give them more points than i think has anyone other than all well let's see it was some funny stat I read about Kentucky recently, but I can't remember it. Anyway, I, what did I just say? Forty-two seventeen. Forty-two seventeen is what you said. It's a little bit closer to the fifty-nine nothing. Yeah. <laughs> from two years ago. Yeah, I'd say so. <coughs> the last time they were in Brian Denny Stadium, I um, was there. You were. That's right. I was there. It was an impressive. It was a very impressive game. Very, very impressive. Yeah, I know uh, you're not a huge T.J. Yeldon fan, but he was awesome in that game. He played great that game. Uh, it's not that I'm a huge fan of him. It's just he's so much farther down the list as favorite Alabama players that it's just not even worth bringing up. All right. Anything else you want to say on the Texas A&M game? Um, there was something that was in my head a minute ago, and I'm giving myself about 10 seconds to try to think of it. But... While you do that, I'll give a score nah. update. BYU up 27-21 on Boise State right now. Boise State undefeated. A sentence that I never like saying. <laughs> Ohio State goes into Penn State on Saturday. That's going to be a colossal failure for Penn State. A program that's finally reaping the repercussions of the Joe Pa scandal, in my opinion. 
Have you remembered it? Oh, uh, no. No. We then we'll move on. Yeah. Georgia loses to Vandy 17. What was the final of that game? Sorry, it's supposed to say 17 16. 17 16. That's what I thought. Derek Mason finally notching a clutch W. It was. It was. I got to watch a, a good chunk of this game, and I have one question coming out of it. How you go feeling now, Maurice Smith? You leave Alabama to go to Georgia. You talk about how Alabama tried to get you to not leave. And then all of a sudden, now you're losing to Vanderbilt. He's getting more playing time at Georgia than he would have at Alabama. But uh, how about the national exposure? How about They're just getting the... getting a lot more opportunities to make yourself look foolish. <laughs> thing is, he's actually been okay on their defense. But yeah, you know, come on. Uh, Kirby Smart, the coach, the head coach. Let's forget all that he did as defensive coordinator. How are we feeling about him right now? I'm not. I, I I'm never. I'm never big on jumping down coaches' throats in their first year. That's I don't fair think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. Um, you you still got guys. That Let's not are, forget Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe their first season. Exactly, and uh, so that's what I mean. Is I just don't think it's fair. And, but, I mean, it is concerning that you lose to Vanderbilt. I mean, they lost, like, that's not, that's that's a really bad Vanderbilt team. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm going to try to look back at original articles after Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe and see what people might have said about Alabama. I'm or pretty sure that was, I'm pretty sure that was the game that Coach Saban said that it was uh, before every great um, rise of power, there had to be a downfall and related that loss to Pearl Harbor, which kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that was most of the initial thought. After. I was at that game. I was at that loss. Really? To we went because we were sure that was going to be an Alabama win. It was not. It was silent in the car on the way home. And not on the way home to a hotel in Birmingham. On the way home, three and a half, four hours back to Franklin, Tennessee, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, at midnight on a Sunday morning slash Saturday evening. I don't think I've ever seen my dad more angry after an Alabama game. And that says a lot. We've watched a lot of Alabama games together. He was furious. Furious. Uh, so, and back to our original point. I, I'm not sure that Kirby Smart is really... Uh, I'm not sure that it's fair to sort of jump down his throat yet, but a loss to that Vanderbilt team does not look good. And if that's something that happens again next year, maybe not to Vanderbilt, but maybe to a Kentucky, uh, that's that's going to look really, really bad um, really quickly, in my opinion. I think Georgia needs to watch out for Georgia Tech this year. Yeah, well, Georgia Tech has beaten them uh, here and there for the last couple of years. Um, I'm, I hope I'm not having revisionist history, but I don't remember being huge on the, the Mark Rick firing. Um, the question is, will Smart ever be as good of a head coach at Georgia as Mark Richt, if you had to guess right now? I, I think it's too early to tell if I if you're making me guess. I, I'm thinking he will be as successful. Um, I think Georgia will see the SEC title game within the next three or four years. Once Kirby Smart gets his own recruiting classes in there, implements his own defense, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be something that uh something good. Something good. Because he's got the entire Georgia recruiting pool. Why would you not go play for Kirby Smart if you're I mean for defense that is. Offense, I don't really know. Defense, why would you not go play for Kirby Smart? Yeah. If you're from Georgia. I think we're also learning just how much of Alabama's defense is due to Nick Saban and how much less of it was due to Kirby Smart. I don't know about that. It hasn't missed a beat with Jeremy Pruitt, and he's a fine coach too. I just think I have even more respect for for Nick Saban as a as a defensive coordinator or you know a defensive coach now. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess you're right. You, you've tempered me a little bit here. I came in here and I was going to kind of light into Kirby Smart, but then I remembered Louisiana Monroe and you kind of talked me out of it. So, um, hey, you just changed my opinion a little bit on on the podcast. And you, you've got to think about the personality of the two coaches too. Think of Kirby Smart's personality compared to Mark Ricks, and think of the type of players that they recruit. It's just different. It's just a whole different situation, and I'm not sure that those players have really adjusted to that. Here I'm I am, sure they will for here a I am talking about Kirby or Mark Richt, and he might not be ever as good as 
Kirby's as Mark Rick. Kirby Smart not, might not ever be as good as him. And then the next thing I write on this docket is Miami sucks. Miami is not good at football. Uh, they just lost, didn't they? Did they not? Ju- they just lost today to. We're sitting here on Thursday night, Friday morning. Virginia Tech by right? Virginia Tech. Somebody, my my meteorologist told me that the last four seasons, I think he said, before the FSU game, Miami is twenty and four, and after it, they're like seven and fourteen, or I just, something crazy I, like I that. I just don't get it. And I mean, They've, this is not a Virginia Tech team that's really that. They're not. They got killed by Tennessee. Got um, crushed by Tennessee. <clears throat> they're barely snuck by Liberty. Well, not barely snuck by. They were getting beat in the first half to Liberty. Go Big South Conference. They're a very average Virginia Tech team. Lost to North Carolina 34-3 to two Saturdays ago. Yeah, UNC's good. Virginia Tech's very average. A, six lost, win, a six-ish win team, seven-win team, maybe. Lost to Syracuse 31-17. Or, excuse me, beat North Carolina 34-3. Lost to Syracuse. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Hey, lost Syracuse, Syracuse is only a Syracuse is only a notch below Purdue, dude. How you don't talk I? about you do not talk about how, my boilermakers. You how, do not talk about my boilermakers. How dare you? I I can't. Now nah, Miami's not good. I just think it's interesting that they always start off the seasons. It seems like they always get into the top fifteen range and then lose like four games in a row. It's just I don't know. Um, Ole Miss. Oh, sorry. Let's get into this. Purdue. No. Oh. Who won the Ole Miss Arkansas game? Well, I believe it was Arkansas. Did you? I remember you saying I was an idiot last week when I said that Arkansas would win. I I did not. Say and I said you were an idiot. No, you didn't say the word idiot. I'm you sorry. Said, Hold on. You... You're making it sound like I'm the only person in the world who was picking Ole Miss in that game. I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago you were calling Ole Miss one of the best two in one teams to play football. They were. They were the best 2-1 team in the, me, in the nation. One and two teams to play football. Oh, sorry. And now they're the best 3-3 three and three team in the nation. I just was feeling Arkansas. So then why is that such an asinine thing for me to say? No, Everyone why was is it busting my balls. For me, why was it asinine for me to pick Ole Miss or Arkansas? Because Arkansas offense, Arkansas's offense against Alabama looked horrid. It looked good enough for me to pick a win. And I said, I, and you look, asked me. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I hate getting schlacked. For picking a game that most people were picking. I don't get why I'm getting shit on for that. No, I just think Ole Miss, that I, Ole Miss I deserve was playing props much for better. I didn't say you were stupid. You said I was stupid. I, I And I probably would not have been alone in saying that. But and everyone else was stupid. Yeah. And like I said, you... I wouldn't have been alone. I'd stand by it. I know I was wrong. I congratulated you. But I'm sorry, I, I stand by it. You asked me, how? How could you? And I said, eh, very nonchalantly, Austin Allen's a good quarterback. You went, what? And then he had three touchdowns. I still don't think he's a good quarterback. For a freshman? Was he a freshman, sophomore? He's all right. He's all right. He's not good. He's, 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 he's as good as an Arkansas deserves to have. Can hope for. Exactly. That, <coughs> thank you for arguing my point. He's not a good quarterback. Good enough to beat Chad Kelly. Oh, God. That kid's a mess. And I think you spelled swag incorrectly. Okay, let's get off this so you can get off your high horse. Let's get into this playoff talk. Can we, should, we, should we just rip each other apart for our playoff picks? Or do you want to do yours and then we'll rip apart mine? Mine just look worse and worse by the week, even though the two that are out um, still won last weekend. But I don't really consider what FSU did to Wake Forest winning, and I don't consider what Stanford did to Notre <laughs> Dame winning. So, you know, it's like, what, if they beat them 17-6? Ooh, and Just, then 17-10? Eh. Yeah, can't it's wait like as Florida ugly of a win as both of those teams could have possibly had. Yeah. 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 Oh, we skipped over Ohio State, which was, you know, it was a good game. I think we could mention that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great game. Uh, to be quite honest, I fell asleep. I was so happy to be home. <laughs> <laughs> that I fell asleep. But uh, I did go back and watch the replay of that game. Looked like Wisconsin was running away with it. It did. Um, running away with it. Uh, is that a cause of concern for Ohio State, Patrick? What this game did to me at the end of the day was give me a little bit more respect for all three teams. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan. All three of them. Um, 
I think the I think the Ohio State Michigan game will be closer than I originally thought because I thought Ohio State would run away with this game. Um, it made me feel better about Michigan being a playoff threat and a team that I think should be a top three team right now. And it made me go, Wisconsin is pretty darn good. Easily the best two-loss team in the country now. They are still a top ten team. That defense is for real. And I feel real bad that their quarterback, who has the best quarterback name right now, Hornybrook, um, nice. he's getting lit up for not throwing the ball at the end in overtime as he should be. But, man, he played pretty well, too, against what is a very good defense. So um, I'm only concerned for Ohio State because I thought it would be a blowout. And I guess it, the, 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 all the talk this week has just been this huge gap now between Alabama and everybody else, which is making me nervous because I don't yes. want this people to talk about this huge gap. Last time people did that, we lost to Auburn. Let's be serious. Oof. We were the far and away every you know we were in the national championship in everybody's mind, and then some team snuck up and beat us. I don't want, you know, I don't want people talking like that about us because so we do have a lot of big egos on our team. Let's face it, Nick Saban keeps a lot of that down, but there are still a lot of egos on our team that might start believe that talk. And that's just distracting from what Coach Saban preaches, which is game by game, opponent by opponent. The most I, – I think the person that I'm most scared about believing that talk is Jalen Hurts. Really? Yes. He's a businessman. Uh, he's also a true freshman. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if you remember what you were like when you were 18. I remember exactly what I was like when I was 18. And I'm surprised that I could walk into some classrooms because my head was so big. I'm you afraid, met, I'm you afraid met me about, around that time. I'm, yeah, I did. I, yeah. I, I was a stupid college kid. We all were, weren't we? Um, I'm afraid of our defense buying into themselves a little bit too. Some, you know, Arkansas. I'm not worried about that. The pass game kind of punched our defensive backfield in the mouth, and uh, Ole Miss definitely punched us in the mouth. We're sure. not unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's okay. We were jumping into... Um, next week, the, the week of the SEC West, right? Yes. Three ranked games all wild, across wild the college football landscape. All of them are SEC West teams. That's pretty cool. We, we've already talked about Bama and TAMU. Yes, we did. Arkansas at Auburn. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, who are you taking here? This is my barometer, you know, because you keep getting mad at me. Auburn is a team that I've had trouble figuring out. Um, just because they did, they were really bad early on even though they did almost beat Clemson, but Clemson was very bad early on, which is just makes everything confusing. And I think they've slowly been finding themselves, and their defense, is, we both are on record as saying, is good. And I think, you know, just kind of against some not-as-good teams and not as, you know, out of the spotlight, their offense has kind of at least learned a little bit about what they're going to be. But I don't agree with them being favored by 10. I think that's ludicrous. That is too, way too high of a spread against an Arkansas team that's ranked 17th. What's what's too what's more ludicrous? Alabama being favored by 17 over Texas A&M, or Auburn being favored Auburn, by 10 easy. over Auburn, Arkansas? Easy. Really? We have beat. I mean, other than Ole Miss, we've blown everybody out of the water. We're on pace to score more points than anybody in SEC history. Or we get at least 14 points from non-offensive scores every game. And we are the number one team coming off a national championship. Auburn has been <coughs> – this is an original thought I had today. Auburn's the Miami Dolphins of the <laughs> – I'm excited to hear this. Sorry, go ahead. Auburn is the Miami Dolphins of the SEC because Oof. they look either A, surprisingly good, or B, awful, like unbelievably awful yeah, from game to game. But- but Which, Auburn's, when you Auburn's them been together, to two national championships in the past six years. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about this year. My, the, Dolphins the Miami have Dolphins been... haven't sniffed a Super Bowl. Why you do got to do this? Because you're, saying... you're making a dumb point. No, it's the way that, that I think just kind of makes them an, an average team this season. It's they're, uh-huh. they're inconsistent, and I think to favor them by 10 to an Arkansas team, I know that's on on the road, but ten is a big spread in an SEC matchup. I know seventeen's big, but we're not talking about the number one team. We're talking about Auburn, who we don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. <laughs> they don't know what they are. Gus Malzahn doesn't know what they are. 
Jay Jacobs doesn't know what they are. Cam Newton probably does because he knows everything. Bo knows. Next question. Uh, Ole Miss at LSU in Baton Rouge. Oh, that said, I think Arkansas wins. 8 p.m. I do think Arkansas wins. I I do as well. I think it's like a four-point win, like a four, five, six-point win for Arkansas. I like it. Ole Miss at LSU in Baton Rouge at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Night game, LSU. That makes it. That makes a difference, right? So we've been told. Um. LSU man, they fired their coach after losing to Auburn. Yep. Now they're ranked again. Sure. Les Miles is sitting at home, while his team is ranked, his former team. Bizarre. But but that's the thing, Brick. It's not. It's not a for them. It's never a woohoo. We're ranked. Yeah, you know LSU as well as I do. That is yeah. embarrassing. That's an embarrassing thought for them to be twenty five this far into the season. Yes, is embarrassing for them. It's just kind of a strange world. LSU since they fired their coach, people are trying to say that Ed Orgeron has this team back contending. They beat Missouri and they beat Southern Miss. Let's let's pump the brakes. I'm giving it to Ole Miss. Uh, I'm also giving it to Ole Miss. They're who. I'm sure I'll come back next week and you'll tell me what an idiot I am for picking Ole Miss. Well, we're both picking Ole Miss this week. Um, Someone will get pissed off because I'm picking Ole Miss. Leonard Fournette's not completely hell. I know Geis has been good in his absence, but Leonard, come on, Leonard Fournette's the cog that makes the engine run on that offense against a good team. Um, Danny Etling is still wildly average against very below-average opponents in the two games he's played since Les Miles has left. I don't think there's a better phrase to talk about Danny at length and wildly average because I think that's a brilliant way of putting it because I think that perfectly expresses that he will throw two picks in two minutes and then five touchdowns through the next two quarters <laughs> maybe all right so uh so and then yeah. you go back and look at his numbers wildly average and I think that's that was well put well done well Wild, done. wildly average playoff talk we were going to get into this a minute ago too Woof. Hey, two for four for playoffs is still very good as a preseason pick, and we're still sure. fine, both of us. Our, uh, unless Alabama loses, you and I are going to come down to this Ohio State-Michigan game, it, it looks like. Yes. Because um, I picked That's Ohio State, you one. picked Michigan, essentially, um, and... That's looking like what it's going to come down to. Washington looks like they're kind of in there. Clemson, um, with with Louisville kind of creeping behind them if Clemson drops a game. Who else is around there? Um, I mean, I I could say Nebraska, but I do expect them to lose. To Purdue this weekend. Is that who they're playing? Is that who they're playing? You got to start... Gosh, Gerard Parker is taking them to the promised land. They're three and three, and by God, they're making a bowl game. If A and M happens to pull out an upset this week, they look like the the, the SEC team, which is a crazy thought. <laughs> you inconsiderate jerk! Don't we make you mad? Baylor's still undefeated. <laughs> Wolf! Oh, don't even! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I knew that was a trigger. You know what? Purdue's. Uh, let's look at Purdue's schedule at Nebraska. Three thirty, obvious win, win on win. Saturday. Yeah. Versus Penn State, that's at home. That's definitely a win. That's, that's a, a noon. 30, that's a that, thirty-five point win. That's that's a noon game. That's a noon game in Purdue. You don't win noon games in Purdue. That's a thirty-five you, point. You win just don't do it. Northwestern comes to town. That's a for sure W. Then you got Wisconsin shots. coming in. Even if that's a loss, you've got Indiana the next week. That's a win. You're bowl eligible. No, that Wisconsin game's not a loss. This is Purdue we're talking about here. I'm just saying, Gerard Parker knows what he's doing. <laughs> Boilermaker up, man. You, you you applying for that coaching position? Boiler up. That's why I just said. They, they've already hired somebody. Wasn't it just the interim? He's, I mean, he's the interim, but that's what I mean. It's like, I'm not going for the job right now. I'm very happy at high point. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, I'm going to talk about my America's team, which is, yeah, they're not losing the rest of the year. Colorado's going to beat Colorado. Stanford this weekend. They're going to beat UCLA, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. They're in the playoff. You know what's sad is originally you had picked Washington, and then they were too good. Yeah, I did. You couldn't pick Washington anymore. It wasn't fun to say, yeah, Washington's like, yeah, okay, actually they're quite good. And Jake Browning is much better than I thought he'd ever be at, at football. 
I mean, how do you be good at football with a name like Jake Browning? He's he's no Purdue quarterback. He needs to, he needs to be drafted by the Browns. Holy cow! He's the answer to their problems. Jake Browning. That'd be the that'd be the best hashtag ever for them. It'd be pretty good. It's mixing winning and brown, Browns Browning. Plus now I just want brownies, preferably Ooh. with nuts. Shannon Shannon made brownies this weekend. They were amazing. How are the moms? They're they're good, man. They're really good. They're really good. They got they got a new puppy, so they're they're really pleased about that. Little Sadie. This they has were been good, man. the most all around pot, like just everywhere. Just off the walls. Podcast but that's what happens when it's two in the morning. Seen any good movies lately? <sighs> yeah, I've seen some good trailers. Let me tell you. You talked about Logan earlier. I haven't seen that one yet. The, the Logan trailer came out. That's awesome. The the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out, the sequel. And then uh, the, the last Rogue One trailer came out. I mean, you talk about three great trailers right there. If you want to make a movie trailer, go watch those three trailers. Um, plus Red Dead Redemption today. What a great trailer, but all I needed to do was hear the music and see the graphics. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Sure. You were you were a fan of that game, right? Yeah, Tyler and I played that for a uh, long time. Tyler, we need to get him on the podcast. We do, we do. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We we gotta start getting some more guests in. You know, we're we're growing. We got twenty seven and a quarter million people listening to this. We could probably get you know a couple people on there, just help them out, get their careers going. You know. I'm now thinking of the Logan Trail and thinking of a Scrubs quote. Which is? Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. How dare he? <laughs> That's great. That made That's no great. sense to anybody listening to this podcast, nope. and I apologize. Go watch Scrubs if you haven't. It's it's worth your time. Um, Dave, do we have sound-offs this week? David Bluff or Heisman is my sound-off. David Bluff, I guess. 148 for 265. Almost thrown 2,000 yards this season. Sorry, what did you say? You just cut out there in my headset for a second. 12 TDs, 10 interceptions. David Bluff? Who, Come on, man. You know more, David Bluff. Is that more Purdue? That's Purdue's quarterback, baby. Oh, that's oh, he's right behind Lamar Jackson for the Heisman. Good Soft, game this weekend. He'll be he'll be right in the driver's seat. Sophomore from Carrollton, Texas. They produce football talent everywhere. I'm just saying. I'm just, a couple bounces here or there for Purdue on Saturday. David Bluff second in the Heisman race. Purdue sitting pretty in the playoff picture. I'm just saying. That's my sound off. I think you need to close some of these tabs. You keep cutting out on me. I I need to close tabs? No, I am. Okay, I was about to say. You're not. I My, my sound off was just David Bluff for Heisman, so it's all you. Oh, you just gave a sound off on David Bluff for Heisman? Why are you laughing at that? All right, my sound off will be, uh... That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You cut out again. I have no idea what you just said. What's your sound off? off? My sound off will be, um, Mike McIntyre for... Actually, this one is is honestly has some some leverage to it. Mike McIntyre for Coach of the Year. Ooh. Actually, that's actually not a bad pick. That's actually not a bad pick. He's, He's... He's turned around what – they were winless not too long ago. It was either oh, last oh, year, two years ago, the, three years ago. Colorado didn't li- win a single game. Listen, I want to give you a score update real quick because it's 2 in the morning and I have had pretty much no food today. But the Storm and Mormons of BYU charging down the field with a minute left down one against Boise State oh. on the blue turf field. And I, I swear, I swear, I, there's just something about Boise State undefeated that just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, that that triggers a lot of people, especially back in the late 2000s. A lot of people just hated Boise State. I kind of forgot about them, and I always like Chris Peterson, who is, by the way, turning around that Washington team. Um, now Mac Mac Matt Mike, whatever his name was, McIntyre, uh, for 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 Heisman. That's my Heisman. <laughs> That's my Heisman pick. I like it. Colorado's head coach. On here, so on the docket, you put Alvidezan for the, for our for our little goodbye. And yes. I'm glad you did that, because now I get to tell everyone that I know I know German, which is useless. I don't use it. It was my minor in college. I do not use it. Danke. But 
Avirzein actually means sort of an English translation is until I see you again. Yes. Which is a nice sentiment. I always thought that was a really nice sentiment. You well, know? Germans, Germans, it's not just except for a except for a touch there for a while. Germans have much better easy, sentiments than than we do. Easy. Goodbye is just so harsh. Goodbye. Bye. What's the best way to say goodbye in English? So long? No. Farewell? TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Oh, that was cute. That was Tigger. That is Tigger. All right, let's, I, pod- I, I let's end know. this podcast on Tigger. I agree. You can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. On Facebook at Pat's Interference, that's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. You can go to our website at patsinterference.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon. You can actually go online right now, buy our four CD set for $99.99. Four CDs for $99.99. You get both years of Pat's Interference. Uh, You get bonus content of recorded phone calls between Patrick and I. That's a four CD set for $99.99. Oh, you Did forgot you know the you, yeah. You forgot the complimentary fountain pen. Right, right, with both of our faces on it. Yes. You you click once and it's Patrick Norwood. You click again, it's Patrick Brigman. And we say hi, hi. That was dumb. That's the dumbest thing we've said in a while. I'm so tired. Let's go to bed. Everybody, have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a dream of ours. We couldn't do it without you. I hope everybody has a great and safe weekend. And most of all. Roll tight. Roll tight, everybody. Dude.